Welcome back to The Good Stuff, Cliff Central's very own happy hour with myself. Brent Lindekew, the good news guy. I'm sounding a little bit raspy-voiced. I just can't get over this flippin' flu. Oh. I am. I sound... It's my radio voice that I'm putting <laughs> on. Um, I absolutely love Tuesdays. Terrific Tuesdays. I get to hang out with you guys, bring you all the trending good news stories from around the world. And we also get to interview some incredible people that we drag into studio so we can find out about the amazing stuff that they're doing. Today, we've got the Joburg Junior Council that are joining us to chat about their Hooked on Books initiative. Um, the casual day team, casual day is when you uh, can dress up in whatever you like for the day and um, and give your money to charity just by getting a little bit of a sticker. They'll be popping in to tell us how to do that and, and why we should be doing it, why it matters. Um, we've also got Kelly Gre- Grevler. I nearly got her surname wrong. Kelly Grevler is an amazing South African who spends her Sundays teaching people how to play guitar. And not just anybody, underprivileged kids in the CBD of Joburg. So we're going to find out why she does that and and how it's affecting the community, which is pretty rad. We'll also do our regular catch-ups, reporting all the news that really matters. And we'll be focusing on the top five trending good news stories from around the world and here also in South Africa. Because... We do get them here in SA2, thanks to the interwebs. Um, the show today is focused on heroes and change makers that are making a difference locally and abroad. The reason why I've chosen this today is because I went to the Lead SA conference, uh, the Change Makers conference on Saturday, and I was blown away by the incredible South Africans that we have. Um, people that we've actually featured on the show, some people that we've even interviewed. So to be to be in this room just filled with these amazing flippant South Africans was just so inspiring and I'm hoping that we can talk about them today and bring you a couple of good stories so that you can get inspired as well. It looks like we have a caller on the line. Is there, who's there? Who's on the call? <laughs> it's Jason's phone going off. What the hell? What the hell? You're supposed to put that stuff on mute. Um, so on Saturday when I was at the, the Changemakers Con, conference um they chose the hero of the year and there was a bunch of people that that came up on stage and and there were people from cape town and people from joburg and people from durban there was about 10 people that were on stage for various things and and they introduced them all with the amazing stories of the incredible stuff that they've been doing for south africa um and one of the people who we've interviewed on the show who changed my life uh, her parents were there and that's jenna lowe's parents um gabby and her dad were there to to sort of be part of the nomination process and um, in the end when they chose the hero of the, we- the year it went to Jenna Lowe and that just made it gave me goosebumps we interviewed Jenna Lowe three or four days after her campaign Get Me to 21 went live and um, in the time that she was with us and and sort of did great things for South Africa um, she managed to get something that was the donor list it, it, you might not know this but there, there are only approximately 150 donors that sign up every year in South Africa. It's 150, which is a flippin' scary amount. If you ever get into an accident or you need an organ, you only stand a chance of 0.3% that someone will be able to help you. It's 99.7% that you won't get the organs that you, that you need. In the time that she started her campaign, and, and I mean, it's still ongoing, even though she's not with us anymore. In the time that she started her campaign, up till now, She's had over 40,000 people sign up to be organ donors. Hmm. Just phenomenal stats. Uh, for someone who, I mean, her mom stood up to 
to get the award. And her mom said it's very bittersweet because she would have loved Jenna to have been here. But in the same breath, it's ongoing and the work just, it, it keeps growing. And in the, in the process, Jenna wasn't about getting to 21. She was about raising awareness. And I think she's done that. I'm a huge advocate for, for the organ donor foundation. I've signed up as one. And, um, and I think you should too. I think it's important. Her mom also raised the point that, uh, some dimwit in the admin skills at, um, Gareth's laughing at me at, uh, at the register lost everything before 2006. So if you were registered as an organ donor before that time, you're no longer registered. Hmm. Which is, I mean, that's a scary thought. Yeah, I am. Just ridiculous. So, um, I want to, I want to know if you've had anyone completely change your life like Jenna did for me, or if you've been in a room where you with people who you know were changing the world. I want to hear those stories. I want to hear about the, uh, the change makers and heroes that you've come across in South Africa. You can get hold of us. Call us in studio on 0861 You can also get hold of us on our Twitter which is cliffcentral.com, WeChat. You know it. You're listening to us, so you, you've got all that down. We've pulled one of our favorite co-hosts into studio today to chat about all this good stuff. <laughs> whoop, whoop. And also to find out what's happening on the entertainment and tech side, because that's what he brings us. Jason Greer, yes. how the hell are you? It is so good to be back here. How the hell are you? Where have you been? I've been busy. What? Yeah. You've missed like two shows. What's going on with you, Rue? You know, it's... <sighs> I'm going to call you Flaky. Flaky Greer. <laughs> <laughs> You know, it's still so early in the morning. I'm tired. I don't have a witty comeback for that. You're lucky. Ah, you're very lucky. Um, but I've just been busy doing stuff. Running a, running your own business is never the easiest thing in the world. You know, it takes up every bit of your time. Totally. I mean, you yeah. are you're a busy guy. You're you're busy doing mm. a whole bunch of stuff at once. You got your own businesses. You're doing the MC stuff, the entertainment stuff. So it's okay. We'll let it slide. Okay. Thank you. If you if you do want to swear, Jason, for whatever reason, you can also give us a call. <laughs> <laughs> tell him that you're done. Tell him that you're angry that he hasn't been here he's missed uh, too many all my shows. millions of fans i know i'm sorry i've let you down say but what you know they could just be following me on twitter you know and just checking out what i'm up to agreed agreed yeah. so um anything big that we missed while you've been away sort of in the entertainment industry or tech side what do you want to bring us what do we need to know um from a tech perspective you know what this, this massive buzzword at the moment i mean you know everyone's talking about smart you know smartphones smart products uh smart cards smart c- cars even um there's this whole thing about the Internet of Things. Now, it's been going around for quite some time. but it's I've becoming, heard that. But it's becoming bigger and bigger. The Internet of Things. Exactly. So take the word things, okay, and kind of that's what it is. It's machine-to-machine technology. It's machine talking to machine without the, the, the feel of human touch, so to speak, or human intervention anymore. That's how it's getting to. Um, so the Internet of Things is becoming bigger and bigger with regards to um, driverless cars actually navigating the way around just by communicating with other things around them. Is that – so the Internet of Things, is that like my, my phone – automatically telling me when I shouldn't be driving to work because the traffic is too much. Because yep. the, the exactly it's it. the other phones talking to, like the Correct. GPS is talking to a central point and it's going, there's a lot of um, traffic, so Correct. rather skip it. Well, and also another, yeah, and another very easy example is like my Fitbit, right? As soon as I go near my computer, my computer with this little Bluetooth dongle automatically p- picks up my Fitbit and you know, automatically picks it up, registers what I've done for the day, those steps and those whatever then get sent to discovery and I automatically get points uploaded onto my discovery card. That, that's automatic. Oh, I love that. It's so much easier. It's easier than... Well, you see, that's the thing. It's all about ease. So, Internet of Things. I mean, that's just becoming bigger and bigger and bigger. Um, Apple's launching their new TV next month. 
a full TV? No. It's a, a still Apple that little TV. box, yeah. I'm not too sure what's, what's different. What's different about it? Like maybe it's quicker or. Yeah, uh, I'm not too sure, but they're releasing it next month, so we have to hold our breaths until then, if, if anything. Um, but nothing else that I have seen recently that have, has really piqued my interest. Jay, have you, have you had your hands on the Apple Watch yet? Have yes. you got to play with it? Yes. Is it amazing? I do like it. <laughs> <laughs> it upsets me so much. But a friend of mine's got the Apple Watch. So I was. I was busy fiddling around with it. Look, it is so customizable. It's actually frightening. There's just too much to do on it. Um, the apps are cool. Um, you can pretty much do all the apps that you want there. But it's the messages and the – it's just – I do. I enjoy it. And they, it looks they, nice. they're not available in South Africa yet. No. Still not. No. Like three months after launch, they're yeah. just not coming to our shores. No. So well, you know what? I mean, let's just fly to Australia and go get one. It'll be the same price. Yeah, <laughs> most probably. Not a problem. <laughs> I'll do that. Um, so I think that's still, that's coming out next month. I think. Um, the Apple Watch. We can only hope. We can only hope. Um, and then, hmm, hmm. I don't know. Anything entertainment? Any good movies? Any any good stuff on the entertainment side? Seen in? I so yes, something good. I'll just interrupt you before you even start. <laughs> Because that's our Please, please, please. I'm <laughs> <laughs> begging you to. Um, I went to the premiere of uh, the US Twin Investors and documentary Yo. on Wednesday. Yo. And um, I got to sit three or four seats away from him. Mm. It's called The Glory Game, and it's all about his life story. And I don't want to give away too much because did I you, am going to be interviewing did him. Did you cry? The whole way through. I would have cried. From well. start to finish. Yeah, I um, he is, f- for like for whatever reason... He's he's going through this. Mm. Uh, one of the the biggest things that he says during the the documentary is why not me? Mm. No different to anyone mm. else. But you know, I remember him saying that as well. It's like, yes, look where I was. I was in the limelight. I was a famous rugby player, etc. So for something like this to happen to me, it's almost a good thing. So I can actually let other people know and make it that much more. You know. Yeah. Whatever. People are more aware of it. It is. It, it was. It was hardcore, and I'm flipping excited to sit down with him and to interview him. Um, are you gonna? Yeah, 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 yeah. He's he's asked me to. Rubbish. Promises. He it's, said to you, Brent. His producer Odette called me and mm. said that he wants me to interview him. Uh, it won't be here. No, mm. we're gonna do it. Um, I'm doing. It'll be, it'll be. It'll be. It'll like be somewhere. Yes, yeah, somewhere cool. a little bit more comfortable for him. It'll be mm. pre-recorded, so we'll play it on the show. Mm. Um, he can't talk anymore, so that's that's and proper. Huh? Yes, uh, he's gone. Um, his voice is gone. He uh, th- that whole MND thing it deteriorates everything that's going on in your body, mm. except for certain parts of your body. So your brain will never ever deteriorate. Yeah, that's still. Hundred yeah. percent. Um, your eyes, your eyes will continue <clears throat> moving forever. Uh, your toilet capability. So there's mm. certain things that just it doesn't touch. Um, and because of that, he's got this amazing screen. It's like an iPad screen that that Stephen Hawking has, mm. and, it, and it's got like an auto. When you typing on your phone mm. and it starts making sense, autocorrect. You, yeah, it's got almost like an autocorrect function. Yeah. So you'll go, "Yes, how are you doing?" And he'll look at the screen and he'll start. With a word, so you'll look at it, it'll blink. It slots that word in, and then it starts making sentences. And when he's done, he double blinks or whatever whatever the mechanism is, and then it reads out his answer. How long does it take him to do? I'm sure very, he's very quick, really? very yeah. quick. So um, in the documentary, he goes and visits um, a Scottish guy who's got the same MND, mm. and he's been living with it for a couple of years, and he's so quick. 
if you if you see his response when they're talking, he's so quick. It's because hmm. it, during the movie, you could still mm. talk, mm. but it, it, you just and it comes up. Hmm. Phenomenal, like the most amazing, amazing stuff. Sherbet man, I says it out. Uh, the documentary, the documentary yes, please go watch it. I think it's, it's his new mm. chapter. Whatever he's been through, whatever you think of him, mm. go and watch this because you'll see him in a new light. Yeah. He is a hero, an icon, and a change maker, like no one's business. Sure, um, he's an incredible guy. I must just mm. tell you, I've got a message from, from Paul Stanton, uh, all the way in the UK. Him, Charlotte, and Chloe are tuning in all the way there listening to us. Why? Um, why? Because. Why? Because they want to know what's going on with the good stuff. Oh, they want to hear me. Hear me. Thank you, Paul. They I here, appreciate they that. They are here for Jason. That's great, man. So good to <laughs> now I've got people overseas listening. It's great. Thank you, Paul. <laughs> it's great. It's great to have you here, Paul. Um, yeah. So, Leader Set Conference on, on Saturday. Uh, just the most amazing, amazing mm. people. We have got phenomenal South Africans that, that maybe some people don't even know about. You know, we've got the big guys that you know about. Elon Musk doing crazy stuff for Tesla. Mm. I mean, that's something that you would know with all the battery mm. and power. He's mm. he's pretty famous. But there's people that are doing things that we just don't talk about. There's one guy's story that they brought up. His name is Sizwe Nzima. Mm-hmm. And he saw... So his grandmother was ill in the township. Um, and she would take full days to go to the government hospitals to wait in mm. line to get her medication. Mm. Um, it's the privileged people that have got the discams that deliver or whatever, sure. you know, so it's the, the poor people that don't. Mm. And Cesare decided that he would start a little business on his bicycle where he would help the sickly and elderly by going to get their medication and charging them a small percentage of the collection fee. And he's now got like five bicycles in his, in his suburb, in his community. I think it's Kailicha in Cape Town. Mm. And he's driving around, riding around, getting the medication every day. He's created a business for himself and he's helping his community. Check it. Like that's a story that we would never know about. Flipping phenomenal. These are the sort of things that you only hear about overseas. Like there's all these guys overseas do that sort of stuff. But you're right. You don't hear about it here. And it's so, it's so uplifting, you know? Jay, we were speaking about this before the show. That's because South Africans like to share the bad negative news. I was sitting, I was sitting with a friend yesterday for lunch and, um, I said to him, we're the only country in the world that has a backup plan. So every South, (laughs) every South African, when you sit down, you go, Oh, when, when the, the, (laughs) it's so funny. We're the only nation in the world. So when the shit hits the fan, where's your backup plan? Australia? (laughs) I've got a British passport. (laughs) You know, you're going to go to England or America. And I said to my mate yesterday when I was sitting at lunch with, I said, I'm throwing my backup plan out the window. I don't have a backup plan. I'm not going anywhere. I'm, I'm flipping so proud of South Africa yeah. and the people that are in South Africa. Just last week, we had a trending story of a girl by the name of Maxine Gray, who it's the same thing as Pam Green, who saw the guy with his CD mm. on the side of the road. But why it was trending last week, his name's Mukete, and Mukete had taken to the streets one more time. So he was standing there handing out his CD in the middle of Santa. Mm. And people were picking it up and posting it and the post went viral and Liberty Life hired him. Mm. Because he, I saw that thing where he says, Liberty, I'm with Liberty now. He's with Liberty. And he took to the streets one more time mm. to stand with this massive signboard that said, thank you. I've got my dream job. I just want to mm. thank each and every one of you. And he was mm. like dressed up in a suit. Again, another cool story mm. that we would never know about. Do you think something like that's going to catch on? Like, you know, you always see those guys with the blind grandma or whatever um, at the robots. Do you think it this has, is going to... It has already. Correct. It's going to get more and more. It is going to get the robots more. not handing out their CVs. So, 
my thoughts on South Africans is mm. that we're incredibly opportunistic. And whether that is if you're in a dire situation where you have kids to feed and you have no money, you will find a way. And if that's stealing someone's cell phone, I'm not condoning it. I'm not saying sure, it's sure, right, sure, sure. but it, we're opportunistic. Yeah. And, and South Africans who, who are looking for jobs, if this is working, that's what they'll do. Mm. And as long as it, I mean, if it is working, do it. Yeah. Um, one of the things that I saw on the road yesterday was a beggar, um, on Call It Drive near Melrose Art. Is that Call It Drive? Yeah. Near Melrose Art, yeah. dressed up as a lion. Yeah. And they had a sign going, I'm Cecil, please don't tell the dentist. <laughs> <laughs> Opportunistic. <laughs> I read it in the clever. news. I'm gonna, I'm gonna make someone uh, laugh and they're gonna give me, you know, it's yeah, entertainment. Yeah, yeah, it's exactly. busking. That's quite cool, actually. Yeah, be different. Stand up from the crowd. Don't be the usual. That is what it's mm. all about. Exactly. All right. That's so good. we are about the good stuff and yes. that's what the show is about. Mm-hmm. Um, apparently <clears> you <throat> have got some good stuff news stories for us. Yes, indeed. Um, which you're gonna bring us and, and tell us all about, Joe. That's right. It's the top five uh, good news stories of the week. Um, should we go number one first or number five? Number five. Uh, okay, I thought I'd go against the grain. Nikki always does that. Like, I have to remind her, you start from five and make <laughs> your way back. Otherwise, you just give it all up for nothing. How would people know that number five is actually number five and not number one? Maybe if I went the other way around, you would never know. You would never know. You would never know. All right. But you know what? For this, uh, uh, in this case, we'll just start at number five, as per usual. Top uh, five stories of the week at number five. An Irish man in Ireland. Funny that. Quits his nine-to-five life and now makes a million dollars a year whilst traveling the world. No way. So it's a flippin' cool story. This guy, yeah, this guy decided that he was absolutely sick of working. He was sick of the corporate world. He grew up really, really, really poor. So his parents had bugger all money. He never had the good stuff in life. But he did work towards going into that corporate space because that's Mm. the dream, right? You Mm. want you want to buy a nice car, you're going to have to get a good job so that you can do it. So he got this job. It was a sales job. He was earning $20,000 a month, um, which was... not bad. It's not a bad salary. (laughs) Um, But he just, after a few months, he decided... His name is Johnny Ward. He decided, I'm done. I'm done with he from America, not from Ireland? He's from Ireland. He's from Ireland. And um, he decided, I'm done. Like, I just don't want to be part of this world anymore he doesn't he, his facebook state said i don't want to i don't want to spend monday to friday locked in a place mm-hmm. that i just don't want to be i'm yeah. unhappy yeah. so he found he founded a travel blog that he started while he was working for this company so it was like moonlighting mm-hmm. um it's called stepforward.stepforward.com mm-hmm. and he started this travel blog and he started like talking about places that he wanted to go and stories and 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 started g- gaining traction mm-hmm. was able to advertise on the site mm-hmm. and then he started traveling so the site started paying for him to travel mm-hmm. he then met an heiress on his travels who he started dating <laughs> so now he's got free flights <laughs> travels the world blogging and gets paid for it through advertising through advertising yeah. I wonder how many hits that word that uh, blog gets. We'll find out. It's it's uh, he's got mm. a couple now, so it's not mm. just oh, that okay. anymore. Now it's step forward, and it's four as in the number. Yeah. Step forward uh, media dot com, mm. one step forward dot com. Mm. He's got his Facebooks, his Instagrams, his mm. Twitters, um, and he just that's all he focuses. What's on. What's his Instagram? His Instagram is I'm clicking on it now. Let so us follow him. Let us follow him. It is one step, and then the number four word. One step forward. Forward. Yeah. Okay, good. And you can follow his travels, which look amazing. What? He's, oh, there's also something about, um, how many countries he's been to. How many countries he's been to? Insane. He's been to, he's checked off 152 out Out of of 193. Yeah. 152. 
I wonder what ones he hasn't gone to and why. I think you can go on his Instagram. Oh, and see. check it out. Yeah, exactly. You can check it out. All right. What do we have at number four? At number four, we've got a teen with uh, Down syndrome who's going to be walking the runway at New York Fashion Week. So I've spoken about her before. Her name's Madeline Stewart. She's 18 years old. And Madeline decided that, again, as a change maker, she didn't want to deal with what society had told her she needs to do mm. as a kid with Down syndrome. So she lost a bit of weight. She started training. She looked after her body a little bit. Not that she didn't look after her body before, but there's a certain criteria that models need, right? Yeah. So she started doing all of these these workouts and fitness and, and getting into it. Yeah. She then got signed as an athletics model. Gosh. First Down syndrome person in the whole world Gosh. to be signed as a model. Yeah. So she was part of this, the face of this athletics brand in America. And she's now been chosen as one of the runway models at New York Fashion Week, where she's going to be wearing beautiful gowns, fashion forward stuff. The first person in history, um, who's Down syndrome. And her whole, her whole concept is, uh, you know what? I'm changing the world. And 10 years from now, um, it's not going to be seen as a disability. I look a little bit different. That's exactly um, right. But the, and <clears throat> we're going to get to the number one story. And there's a quote that I'm going to get from the number one story, which is just phenomenal. How do you even and know I, what the number one story is? Because I've got the list. Because I see into the future. Oh, okay. Oh, I'm okay. future forward. <laughs> what well, do we that's have amazing. A, it's a cool story. What's and her I, name again? Her name, and you're throwing me off here. Her name is Madeline Stewart. Okay. Um, I'm going to repost all of these stories online so you mm. can follow them and actually check out how hot she looks. Like she's in beautiful dresses, her hair. Do you want to see? Huh? I'll swing it around. Oh, wow. She's like a real model. She's eh? doing her thing, man. That was her in New York. That's very so cool. So I'm going to post all that online so you can see it as well. Okay, cool. All right, number three in the top five good news stories of the week. Uh, two brave men made the ultimate sacrifice to save hundreds from a suicide bomber. So this is something that nobody would know because it's not on our news channels. Mm. No one's talking about it. Mm. But these two boys, and I'm going to try my best to get their names right because they are Saudi. So it's Muhammad Asin Ali bin Asa and Abdul Al Arbash. They were at a mosque and they were getting ready to pray or they were just around the mosque in Saudi Arabia and they were doing their thing and they noticed that this oak was a bit weird, sweating a little bit, looked a bit puffier than he should have, suicide bomber, Mm -hmm. that was heading towards the mosque. And these two boys took it upon themselves. They ran over to the suicide bomber, jumped on top of him. And the bomb blast oh. then was just the two of them instead of everybody in the mosque. Holy. They gave up their lives to save everybody else. How amazing. When was this? This was last week. It was last week. They had their funeral last week as well. They were 22 years old, um, the both of them. They were both friends. And, and the, the people that were around there, um, they weren't part of the suicide bomber, so they had no idea. They had just taken it upon themselves to stop what was going on. Hmm. Not in our news. You don't see this anywhere. Jeez, it's frightening, yeah. Crazy, eh? Hmm. Well, that is but it is good news. I mean, it's a, yeah, it, absolutely, it's absolutely. names that should be celebrated. Well, I'm looking forward to number two and number one if that was just number three. <laughs> All right, number two. Uh, people in Oklahoma are leaving their coolers on their porches for one Amazing reason, Brent. What is that? Just one. It's a random act of kindness, and we know how much I love a random act of kindness. In, <laughs> o- in Oklahoma, um, they've got the hottest summer that they've ever had right now. So everybody is just, I mean, if you're indoors, then I guess it's America. So it's all air conditioned. Mm, and mm. It's quite nice. These people are leaving cooler boxes of water 
outside of their houses, filled with ice, mm-hmm. um, for the postman and the deliveryman. Oh, that's cute. And it's all over the neighborhood. So mm-hmm. they, while they're out and about, they can readdress. And it's this whole little random act of kindness that's happened in the community. Hmm. Flippin' cool. That's very cool. It's, again, it's society looking after the different communities. There yeah. was that, um, during winter, there were those people in Scotland mm. who put scarves and beanies and oh, gloves yes, around, yes, the trees. around the trees. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I guess cool, in times when you, when you want to look after the community, you find a way mm. to do that. You know, there's one thing in Lone Hill which actually upsets me. Um, to try and help the, the community look after the community, um, Lone Hill Residents Association throw um, little pooper scoopers on the trees, you know, so they can, you know, pick up after their dogs and all the rest of it. They don't do it. They don't pick up after They don't dogs. pick up their own dogs. Do you have that a dog? That upsets me, I know. No. But that's why it upsets me more, because now I'm running around, and there's poo everywhere, but there's poop scoopers. Come, community. <laughs> there, I mean, there are a lot of things worse than stepping in poo, but sure. it's bad. Like, it I hate stepping in dog poo. Right. What's number one? Number one, the story, this is a story of a girl who went blind at 18. Now, okay, so she's been living her whole life up until 18, and has just gone blind. However, has never seen it as a disability. So there is my future forward and what I wanted to talk mm. about. Her name is Susanda Mesekele. She's 23 years old. She went blind when she was 18 um, during her matric year, at the beginning of her matric year. But before that, uh, she was orphaned. So mm. she didn't have any support system. Hmm. Her aunt looked after her, but I mean, it's, it's not really yeah, your yeah. mom and dad. It's a little bit different. So she went blind at the beginning of her matric year due to a complication with her eyes. Um, she decided then and there that she would not let it affect her life or mm, put her down mm. or from wherever she was. So she made the decision to carry on with her matric year. The school that she at the school that she was at, the school that she was at, um, didn't have any facilities for blind people. So they had to record her textbooks orally that she put into a tape deck. Mm. And then when she did her exam, she had to do it orally, which each exam took up to eight hours to do. I'm sure. And they had to get anybody to transcribe for her. So one of her finals, she got one of the cleaners to transcribe wow. for her because there was no one there to help. Yeah. Pretty crazy. She uh, passed matric with four distinctions. Jeez. She then went on to uh, study at WITS. Um, she did her degree, then she did her honors, and then she did her master's in neuropsychology. Jeepers. Are you joking? And during that point, she went and rode in London for the Paralympics where she came 13th in the world. <laughs> So don't tell me, don't tell me when you wake up in the morning that you can't do something. Wow. I, I met her on Saturday at this Changemakers conference and she was phenomenal. Um, one of the things that I wanted to quote that she said, uh, which is just, just phenomenal. I need to find it. She says, the label disabled was created by society. Mm. It's not the wheelchair that can't get up the stairs. It's the stairs that creates the problem. Why don't we have a normal that fits everybody? Mm. We need to redefine what normal is. Hmm. How amazing. That's actually crazy. Yeah. I mean, most people would be going, oh, I'm blind. Oh, well, look after me, society, community. This, I'm disabled. You know, Come feed me. Come read me stories. Not a chance. Jeez. She didn't do that at That's all. That's unbelievable. Okay, well, I'm happy that that was number one. That was number one. That was Very our number cool. one story. I'm going to post all of these stories online on Twitter and Facebook mm. and Jason M. Greer will share it for us um, all sure, over the place. Sure, Because that's why we bring him, just for, <laughs> just for his social media sharing. <laughs> this is the sure. good stuff on Cliff Central. <laughs> we were just saying, they keep bringing back the old songs and like reworking them. Amazing. Have but you it, heard the original of that? Uh, when, <laughs> I, when I was like seven. It's flippin' cool.
We love Brilliant. that song. Okay, I'll play it to you All right, so um, this is the good stuff, and every week we bring in our weekly great, which is our inspiration for the week. And uh, this week it is the Joburg Junior Council doing amazing stuff in our community. Um, I'm going to find out what it is they're doing. This place is full. We literally have full house. We had to bring extra chairs in. Who have we got in studio? Um, I'm Claire O'Reilly. It is nice and loud. I'm Alessia. <laughs> I'm, I'm Brom. And I'm Nikki. And they all got up close and personal with Mark. <laughs> <laughs> Tick the box, we've done one thing right. <laughs> Good. All right, so um, first off, I think if one of you could just tell me, what is the Joburg Junior Council? So the Joburg Junior Council is a non-profit organization, and it was next year will be our 90th birthday, which is really exciting. 90? Yeah, yeah. we're so excited. 90. Wow, yeah. that's awesome. So basically, it's um, grade 11s, and there's about 40 schools, so it's two counselors per school. And then on the Johannesburg Junior Council, we have different committees. So we're from arts and culture. And then you have like sports and rec and outreach, council well-being and all of that. And it's all non-profit. So you, whatever you guys are doing is for the betterment of the community. Yes. That is amazing. The betterment. Yeah. I like it. It's, wor- it's words <laughs> I just make up. <laughs> I just make them up. Um, but the reason we've got you in today is because you have so- you do something called Hooked on Books. What is that? Um. So... We're working, we're collaborating with Hooked on Books and we're doing sort of like a CSR project for them. It's yes. like outreach. Yeah. And ba- basically what we did is um, five of us, five of us got together. We trained with the director from Hooked on Books and we've been going to underprivileged schools, orphanages, all sorts of places and we've been performing for them. It's absolutely amazing. What do you, and then, what do you perform? Um, the Monster Crisp Guzzler is one of the, it's a children's book. Okay. And the Gruffalo. Oh. The, they really, you know, I'm sure I remember the Gruffalo. Oh, they love it. They've been it. around for they years, I'm sure. It. Yes. Oh, I love the Gruffalo. That's amazing. So you do, you do these performances for all the kids. Yes. Um, and what is the aim of the performances? What, why, why do you get up on stage and do the performances? So just like the reason for Ton Books, <laughs> um, it's to encourage them to read. You do this, um, play and it leaves at a, at a cliffhanger and then they're so excited they want to know what happened oh, so it's not the ho- it's almost like a trailer yes. that's so phenomenal and after we do the show what we do is we actually get the books and we start reading it to them and acting it out and getting them to join in and i don't know be the gruffalo be the mouse you know it's really right uh, uh there's the you've just showed me the the thing for it. the gruffalo yes yeah it's a really lyrical book like that's know, amazing um, and the, that's called, so when you're reading, those are called the iPad storytelling sessions, I think. I did go online and do a bit of research. Well, that was one it's, of them. Yeah, so um, last week, Tuesday, we actually did partner with iSchools. And we did, um, so we did our two shows for them. And then they basically, I think they basically finished the Graffalo on the iPad. And they okay. made like a storybook cover. But usually if we don't, like when we don't partner with iSchools, it's just us and we just finish the book for them and just interact with them and encourage them to read other books and all of that. It's a really awesome initiative, the Hooked on Books. What inspired you guys to get involved in that? I know you said that you're the arts and culture side. You, but what inspired you? Um, It was actually... I said to my mom the one day, we were actually driving down Empire Road and I was like, it would be really cool if underprivileged kids got the opportunity to have a hooked on book show because i think in terms of community service art and culture gets lost a lot so usually it's sports that they get taught so they get taught how to play soccer or how to swim or something like that but art really like they don't get taught how to read how to act how to sing or any of that so it's just really important for us to expose them to a show and different characters and all of that and really when you watch them they have 
they've never experienced anything like it. The look on their faces, they absolutely love it, but they're also like so shocked, like almost to look at you and what are you doing? And it's it's just so special. I mean, we keep on saying like it means just as much to us as it means to them. So what's so special? The fact that there are people like you on this earth that actually have decided to do something like this and just go, you know, what about those poor kids? You know, let's do something about it instead of just thinking, oh, someone else will do it. You know, it's just it's incredible. Eh? It's exactly Gosh. it's exactly why we have them on the show I today. Love being surrounded by these people. It's all the it's change good, makers. Yeah. They were at the DSA <laughs> conference on Saturday. This is what it's all about. What other projects are you involved in? What are we What are we looking for for the future? What are we prepared for? Um, just in terms of our committee, so. We're doing a workshopping day, which is going to take place at CMI. So basically what we're going to do is we're going to expose the kids to four different types of art. So they'll learn how to play the djembe drums. Then they're going to learn how to do an aspect of visual art. Then we're going to teach them how to improvise in terms of acting. And um, mm. yeah, so you've got music, art, and drama. Like dance crews are coming. Drama yeah, kids are coming. Cool. It's going to be really awesome. And CMI stands for Children's Memorial Institute, just in case. Where is, where is it? Where is it? It's in Brompentine. Brompentine. Well, I'm really impressed, and and you guys are doing amazing work. Uh, What ages are in the Johannesburg Junior Council? It's grade 11 students, so it's... We're 16 and 17, yes. You're you're wise beyond your years. Completely. Hey? No, it's ludicrous. And your your role? So I represent Talkton Books Mm -hmm. itself. We are an educational theater company. We've been running for about 20 years, Mm -hmm. and we take performances to the schools, primary schools, and we've also recently started doing nursery schools. Mm -hmm. Um, So we perform the books, as Claire Mm -hmm. said, in the form of theater, and at the cliffhanger we stop the play so that the children have to read the book to find out what Mm -hmm. happens. Um, For the nursery school side, it's the format is a little different, but really there we're just trying to encourage the love of books and you and you know look after your books. Books are important. Mm. That kind of thing. It was Nelson Mandela mm. that said education is the most important tool that we can change the world with, and reading is part of that. I mean, 100%. that's a huge. I remember, I remember being in school and being in like grade eleven, and there were people in my class when they when they had to stand up and read, and they couldn't even do that. So it's important work that you're all doing for nursery schools, for mm. primary schools. It is really, really important. Two mm. things: How do we follow you guys on what you're doing? Do you have websites? Do you have yes. social media? How do we hear about all this good stuff that you do? Um, the Johannesburg Junior Council actually has a Facebook page. It's just called the Johannesburg Junior Council. <laughs> so you can go there and like it. And we post about all of our shows on there. Then we also have a Facebook, um, an Instagram. Instagram page, which is also the Johannesburg Junior Council. And yeah, that's how you can just follow what we're doing. And Absolutely amazing. And for Hooked on Books, how do we find out what's going on there? We also have a Facebook page, Hooked on Books South Africa. And our website is www.hookedonbooks.org.za. Amazing. I'm going to post all of this stuff online. You've got one thing to say. I just, yes, see the hand. I just want to um, add in with our Hooked on Books initiative, what we also did was we um, had a pallet, a bookshelf making day where we took pallets and we created them into bookshelves. Wow. And in each of our schools, we collected loads of books. And when we went to the organizations or wherever we went, we left books and sh- um, bookshelves there so that they can also read, which was pretty awesome. Pallet furniture, I tell you. It's the business. I know. My mother said, my mother, <laughs> she doesn't understand Pinterest a hundred percent. So she <laughs> sent me a Pinterest link via email. Mm. And I was, yeah, about all the pallets. Yeah. Stuff, We've made phenomenal. coffee tables and desks, pallets. Absolutely amazing. I'm going to post all of these links online so that other people can get in touch and see the work that you're doing. Um, I also want to stick around and talk to you straight after the show. So don't go anywhere. Okay. This is the good stuff on Cliff Central. Oh, one night 
more remixed history. What song is that? This is Show Me Love, and it's been, I think it's, uh, who is it? Sam Felt, whoever that mm. is. <laughs> Somebody on the music scene somewhere in the world. Um, all right, so without wasting any time, uh, we have someone in studio. Um, I mean, you're just doing amazing stuff. Thank you. I've actually featured you. I've written an article about you. I met you at a at a conference. Um, Kelly spends her Sundays teaching, I think it's underprivileged kids, how to play guitar. Yeah. You have a thing called a sidewalk, sidewalk session. Yes. Which is like a Sunday school for kids to learn to play guitar. Yeah, pretty much. What inspired you to do that? Oh, my gosh. It just happened to me. I didn't choose it. It, it chose me. It was it's a bit of a weird story. I was working at an event um, in the Mabuneng, and... Some kids were hanging around, which I, I saw them all the time. They live in the area. And I just started speaking to them and I said, you know, do you like music? And they were like, yes. And I asked them what music they like. And they, all the pop stars, you know, Rihanna, Beyonce, the huge. And <laughs> I just like in the moment, I was just like, well, I've got a little guitar at home, little baby one. Um, do you want a lesson? They were like, yes. So I was like, okay, cool. See you Sunday. And then it's been like that every, every Sunday since wow. for the past two years. Do you, so, is, so you huh. said you had your guitar. Um, do you have more guitars for the kids? Yes. So, so you, yeah, we started with one guitar and six students and now we're up to, I've got 20 working guitars and like five more I need to get fixed. Um, yeah. And sometimes we get up to 40 students in like December holidays, 40 kids come. Huh. So it's, <laughs> it gets hectic because it's just be my, be by myself. So like. So, but it's fun. Yeah, but so how do you do it though? Like when you've got 40 kids in front of you. Yeah. <laughs> and how do you just, keep them quiet? And um, So we can, I can accommodate eight people at a time because I've got eight little chairs. And mm. I think if it, it becomes more than that, I can't like focus mm. so much on them. So it's like it's eight little chairs, eight guitars. And then the students that are waiting, I have like activities for them to do. We've got like coloring books and I've got makeup and they must like just faff. And then <laughs> they must wait. And then they've pretty well behaved. They know they've got rules. It's my, it's my outdoor classroom. They know the rules. Uh, so I'm, I'm blown away. It's hectic. It gets hectic when 40 kids come. Like, yo, it's, it's, it's crazy. But it's fun. Every Sunday. Not every Sunday. So like December time in the summer, we'll get like a lot of kids, yeah. but usually we average between 12 and 25 a Sunday. It's hard to say like how many are going to come. The, a couple of weeks ago, I only had three. Mm, you know, they were all mm. busy at, I think it was Father's Day or something. Yeah. So I'm there every Sunday. If they come, they come, which they do. Yeah. Sometimes some groups are bigger than the, than the others, but it's, it's a lot of fun. Have you seen a change in the community with, with the kids that you are working with? I mean, it's a new art that they're learning. Yeah. What, what, what sort of change have you seen within the kids? It's amazing. There's some like really, really, really passionate students that would have never known that they would be passionate about mm. guitar playing if, if I wasn't there, which is just, it's so incredible. Mm. Like, I often get um, a couple of my really, really amazing musician friends to come and like teach with me. And those, those guys are so inspiring and they like play this crazy stuff in these kids' faces. They're just like, Oh my gosh. I'm like, if you practice, <laughs> it can be you. So you, you're so, literally busy. You're busy creating the next Beyonce for South Africa. I hope so. <laughs> Jeez. Can you imagine my word? Well, maybe the next Eric Clapton or the next Eric Clapton. Yeah. There's yeah. some really, really passionate kids and there's some kids that um, just want to be there for a bit of fun. They want to be involved. They want to sing mm. a little bit. It's fun. It's very, mm. very informal, but they are learning. So what sorts of songs um, are the kids playing? Like, what do they want? Um, to- they, they tell me what they want to play. So we've had to do Rihanna. We, Attempted a Nicki Minaj song once, but I was like, "There's too much swearing. I'm not teaching this to you." No. So, um, anaconda. Can you imagine? Can you imagine? So, so now during the week, though, how do they practice? Because they obviously don't have their own guitars. So, um, I've because um, I've got so many guitars now at this stage. Um, 
I'm in the position where I can gift them guitars to lend. Ooh, yeah, yeah. Um, but that uh, it's on a very, very strict yeah, system. Absolutely. If they can come every week, they can be on time, they're well behaved, there's certain criteria that they need to meet, mm. I gift them a guitar and they can take it home, practice them, just look after it. Yeah. Yeah. So I need to meet okay. the parents and yeah. so it's a whole story. Amazing. So I have That's been gifting cool. some guitars. You know how lack would be to actually get do you have any sponsors on board? I'm I mean, not not actually like actual sponsors, but people have donated stuff to me. Yeah, so there are, I'm sure there are thousands of people in South Africa who'd be more than willing to donate their guitar who they bought five years ago because they wanted yeah. to learn and play guitar, yeah. and then they just thought, ah, oh, it's too hard, my fingers are sore. Yes, and so I do. It. I've got a lot of those, but people mm. tend to donate very broken instruments, yeah. which live at my house for a little bit until I can get them fixed. So this is my my house is where guitars come to. To be reborn. <laughs> so can you can you do also a call to action for that? Yeah, I will. For guitars. As soon as we're done with the show, I'm gonna yeah. put all of your links up on uh, Twitter you. and Facebook and all oh, the rest. I think music is fantastic. I, I love playing the guitar, so I mean, Oh you are you playing? Yeah. So you must come, come I, teach. I, I, come and help me. <laughs> this Sunday, Jay. Yeah, yeah. yeah this Sunday, let's go. Um this is not your day job though. I mean this is no. just what you do on Sundays. What yeah. do you do from Monday to Friday? Um Monday to Friday I work at a major record label. Um yeah, and then on Saturdays I teach privately full day. Okay. As well, so I, okay. I just I teach and teach and teach and teach. Full on music. So what record label do you work at? It's fun. Universal Music Publishing. Okay. Yeah, so it's fun. Love Randall. my job. Mm. Yes. <laughs> That's amazing. What What are your plans for the future? Um, with Sidewalk Sessions, yeah. I have absolutely no idea. You're gonna. Steal, I'm like see taking it, it as it comes. You know, it's amazing. Yeah. You could actually take Sidewalk <clears throat> Sessions become its own record label when you got guys that you've been teaching. Who Can know? you imagine? She maybe maybe amazing, that's her yeah. plan without even well, knowing. She's creating her own new artists. <laughs> Can you imagine? Because you're gonna get some kids who are just gonna. Yeah, they're incredible. Shoot to the roof I was. I want to do. Um, I want to eventually have it as a, a full on free music school for all mm. the instruments. So mm. yeah, that that would be the the, the plan. Sure. But you know, I need to get volunteers and teachers and stuff. So. Sure, Kelly, yeah. you are incredible. Uh, yeah. Can you just Amazing. do a shout out with all your social media sites so that people can, if they want to, get involved? Sure. Um, you can um check out Sidewalk Sessions on Facebook, and it's Sidewalk Sessions Free Guitar Lessons. And on Twitter, we Sidewalk Sessions Johannesburg. Like I said, I'm going to repost all of this. It's been amazing having you on the show. I'm going to move straight into my change one thing. Every week, I have something that we should do to change one thing to change everything. Yo, mm-hmm. Something that I, that I sort of believe if you can do this, you can change the world. Mm-hmm. Today, we have our change one thing in studio with us. It's Vanessa with Casual Day. Hi there. Welcome to the Hi. studio. Welcome to the good <clears throat> stuff. Thank you. It's awesome to be here. Thank you for having me. I feel like today has been like revolving doors. We've just sort of let people in and out. <laughs> Very quick. <laughs> um, Vanessa, if you could tell us a little bit, what is Casual Day? Casual Day has been going for 21 years now. And on the first mm. um, Friday of every September, um, we ask people across the country to dress up or dress down. Mm. And they have to wear um, a sticker, which costs them 10 rand. And um, then they can dress up. This year's our, th- our theme is spring. And we're hoping that people will um, have very springy look. The color is minty, zingy mint, and um, zingy mint, and they um, will hopefully wear that. We have wonderful T-shirts. We've got glasses and caps and masks that people can can dress up in. Um, and just to, just to let you know that over the 21 years, Casual Day has raised 122 million Jeepers. for people that are disabled across the board. Wow. And 500 organizations every year benefit. Um, so it's a trickle down effect. So it's also the big organizations, but schools for disabled children, um, right across the board. So 500. Wow. That's, that's, a, that's a lot of money. <laughs> <laughs> 
That's really wow, that's cool. Amazing. And um, this this is my f- I've, I've only been there. I'm a new girl for four months, and my target is thirty million. So we really need the South sure. Africans to to contribute. Please help mm. me get to the thirty million. Well, how how do we do that? <laughs> how do we do it? It's, yeah. it's it's about buying stickers, right? So what do we, where do we go? What do we have to do? You go and buy your sticker at one of the participating stores, and we've got um, all the Edcons and um, stores. We've got Boardman's, we've got Apsa, we've got Shoprite checkers. Go and buy a sticker for ten rand. Mm. In fact, um, this year with, with spring, we've got a bouquet of five stickers. So you can actually spend fifty rand, buy five stickers, wear them all, and then <laughs> just. That surprise us with what you what you wear and send yeah. it into us. There are prizes as well for the best dressed. Oh, tell us about that. How do they get into that? They just send um, the photographs, um, photo photo orders mm-hmm. um, at casualday.co.za. Photo orders at casualday.co.za. That's really exciting. That's very cool. I dig things like this because, mm. I mean, a, a normal Friday, you don't think of wearing anything ridiculous and now we get to put a sticker on and really zing it up with minty zing spring <laughs> just mad critical theme what uh what beneficiaries do you have this year they're always the same so we've got 13 of the national ones south african national council for the blind people with physical disabilities and then that trickles down to all the affiliates of those um of those big organizations so it's 500 of them um across the country and each year we have we add more and more um mm. so yeah Sure. Let's, let's really do it. I, I've just got one more thing. Um, can you buy, say now you couldn't go into store. Is there a virtual sticker that you can buy? So maybe just donate money. Sometimes, you can just donate money going to our website, yeah. casualday.coza, and there is um, a secure line to do that as well. Sometimes mm. it is a little bit easier because people, mm. I mean... Not everyone wants to wear a stick and wear funny things, but no. they wouldn't mind actually just donating. Yeah, to be part of such a cool mm. cause. Mm. Um, that's amazing. It's been great having you on the show, and we look that's forward amazing. to dressing up for Casual Day. If you can just give us the date again. It's the 4th of September. Remember, mm. remember, the 4th, 4th of, of September. September. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Jason and I will be dressing up. Uh, I hope you guys do too. Um, in our zingy minty, sure, yeah, no, for spring. Do you have anything zingy minty you can lend me? You know that I, I run an activations company, right? Oh, great, you do morph suits. So I've got those those lime green morph suits Brilliant. that you could generally put on. And for those of you that might not know what morph suits <laughs> are, it's a full lycra suit that mm. covers you from head to toe. Um, it actually goes over your face, mm. and you zip it up at the back. So it proper accentuates your junk. Whoa! Yeah, it's, it's, it's a wrong. It's, it's awkward for me to wear that thing. So maybe not that. Oh, okay. I do have a leprechaun <laughs> suit as well. So that's pretty oh, that's green. Cool. Yeah, that's pretty green. That's quite good. Thanks. We could do that. Um, we've spent the show talking about change makers, thought leaders, people making a difference in South Africa. And there are so many of them. There really is amazing people in South Africa. One thing that I want to ask all of our listeners to do, and I've, I've, I've been on a mission for like the past six weeks, is stop sharing the bad news on mm-hmm. social media. Your, um, your social media, your page, your platform, it's like your own magazine. And if people scroll back and they see what you're sharing, it's a depiction of what you believe. Mm-hmm. So my belief is if you share the positive news and you find stories that are flippin' cool, share them with everybody that you know. Mm-hmm. Um, cause that's what we need. We need more good news. Mm-hmm. The good stuff. Agreed. Totally. And if you wanna, if you wanna tune into more of the good stuff, uh, all of our shows are on the Cliff Central page. We're also on iTunes and all the other podcasting places. Um, if you wanna catch Jason, his Twitter is? Sure, I'm so super famous these days. Jason M. Greer. We had a guy from the UK text and say how upset he was. He hasn't seen you or heard from you. Oh, that's true. Oh, Paul, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) We need to stay motivated. We need to inspire others. We're in this together and the only way we'll get through this is together. I'm gonna leave you with this. Kind words can be short and easy. 
to speak. But their echoes are truly endless. And that was Mother Teresa that said that. She's still making a big, cha- big change. That's the good stuff for this week. Thanks and only good things. Hope you guys all have a terrific Tuesday. On radio. On radio. More of the good stuff.